once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Reverend James of folkconjure.com in North Carolina, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we welcome a special guest, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, bringing us today's topic on clients with hardships. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjurer, root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest hoodoo spiritualists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Miss Kat? Hi. How are you doing, Reverend James? Last time I checked in with you, you were unpacking boxes and there were tornado warnings. (laughs) <laughs> so we are still unpacking boxes, but luckily we have wonderful weather right now. It's actually kind of cooled off a little bit due to some of the rain that we've had recently, so that is a huge blessing. It's been so hot here. Well, I did hear that a tornado did go by in North Carolina, but it was far to the east of you. Um, I heard that the Pfizer factory where they make many, many injectable drugs was hit by a tornado and damaged and taken down. Did you hear about that? Oh, wow. No. Uh, Luckily, we are protected by our little uh, circle of mountains that keep keep around us in in the valley. So we usually don't have to worry about those kind of things. They usually kind of either go around or fly just, just over us. Yeah, well, um, I, I as soon as it said tornado in North Carolina takes that Pfizer plant, I thought that can't be you because you're up in the mountains. It's got to be in the, you know, Raleigh Durham era area, and it was, it was. But um, yeah, but I thought of you, but I knew you were safe. So good. <laughs> I appreciate um, the thought very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and good luck to all those who inject various Pfizer drugs. They hope to have things rebuilt. It's one of those. <clears throat> Big old plants that's sort of robotic and it's also built with a kind of a skin on the outside, which is why it peeled apart, apparently. Um, but they'll fix it. They always do. So things here at Lucky Mojo are in a state of controlled chaos. Um, um, we We have been working, various of us have been working on various things. So... In preparation for Leslie leaving, and this is her last week now coming up, um, everybody's getting cross-trained on different jobs and helping out. And um, we are reading candles like crazy. We hired Summer Burks, who used to work for us, and she moved about five hours away. But she comes to our area every two weeks to a month for a medical appointment that she has to keep uh, on a regular basis. And so she has now taken on reading candles, and she's a wonderful um, reader. She's an ex-journalist, a writer. And she uh, also has been the proofreader of a number of our books that we published at Lucky Mojo. She's really good. And uh, she took uh, boxes and boxes. I'll tell you the truth. She took 30 cases, that would be, 
30 times 12, you do the math, um, candles away to do the readings because they, we were falling behind, which is one of those blessings. You know, you, you say you're going to burn candles, and you have a candle reader, and then more people say, oh, you're back, you're doing candles again, more, more, more. And so we are now officially to two candle readers. And uh, we may be on two and a half because we still have boxes of candles unread. And I'm the one who's trying to orchestrate the catch-up. I'm moving boxes, which I shouldn't be doing at my old age, but I am because I am. And we are getting the the um, my office, the Yippee office, which has been more or less unused since COVID struck, and it's all being swept clean and made nice. And I want to make a big shout out to Nikki, who really helped me today and is still helping, and to Max, who went above and beyond in helping me today, and to Heidi, who's holding down the lab fort so that those guys could run around and help me. And I want to make a big thank you also to Bay and to Summer Burks. So that's what we got going on. And um, also, Summer Burks, who's a seamstress, this lady's very talented, brought in these beautiful handmade dolls that she's fashioned, and they are wonderful love dolls, cursing dolls. They are amazing. I'll be photographing some of them in the next few days. They are handmade. They will be $30 each. It's kind of first come, first serve. Um, You can call out a color, you can call out a shape, but you may not get exactly the one that you want if someone else beats you to it. They're all one-of-a-kind art pieces, and they are about eight inches tall and made of fabulous fabrics and findings and buttons and bows and beads, and they are way, way art gallery quality. So that's what we got going on, and so glad to have Summer Burks back in our life because it's been a little while. When she moved away, we we thought we would never see her again, and suddenly she's back. So that's it. Um, She's calling them wish dolls, and her reason is she says they're not voodoo dolls. She's not initiated in voodoo. She doesn't like that term. They're not cursing dolls. They're not love dolls. They're you wish on them, and you get your wish, but you can pick a color, like they might be green, or they might be red, or they might have pretty pearl necklaces, or they might have daggers, you know, just what you get, (laughs) so they're all different, and um, they go along very, very well with that book I wrote, um, Hooded Dolls and Effigies, with one of these dolls, you can do anything you want to, and they have all these little crannies and nooks and things where you can stash herbs inside of them, or personal concerns, they're really cool. You'll see pictures real soon. All right. Um, that's it for me. I can't think of anything else that's happening here. Oh, the wholesale. The wholesale. Right. So we've been talking about that we're going to have this wholesale page and we're going to be um wholesale shopping cart and you'll all be able to order wholesale after how many years? We're finally doing it. But that's taking longer than we thought it was because Nagashiva's computer bit the dust and it, it completely died and so mm. he's been working off a laptop he's been uh, getting a new computer set up so that set him back no data was lost as they say no data we was hope. injured <laughs> we hope we no hope. data was injured in the, <laughs> there's an in, operation after the show yeah so we'll see yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a surgical operation after the show right <laughs> yes, um, yes so we have a a um a, a 
dead computer that's just being it's going to be its organs are going to be harvested okay <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so that's where we're at with that. But that has delayed the wholesale shopping cart. Um, however, it is going to happen. We have set a deadline of August 1st. Something will go up online by August 1st. We're down to the wire. On the Patreon front, I just did another fun Patreon page with some music. Um, another one of these crazy old songs from the 1920s about hoodoo. If you want to pay $2 a week, you can get a year advance look at these wonderful old songs. Or sometimes I write an article. It may be scanning pretty pictures. We won't be scanning pretty pictures for a while until that wholesale thing is up because I know how long that takes. So look for lyrics, photos, and biographies of blues musicians who sang about hoodoo in the next couple of weeks, because I can do those on my own without Nagashiva scanning help. All right, now you know all the secrets of our marriage. I write, he scans. <laughs> so, okay. Um, that's it for me. How are things in your world, Conjurman? Things are, are going well. Busy, trying to stay cool. Uh Summer of Love is definitely fully in swing. Interestingly enough, I've had a, a bit of a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy bit. You know how every every year we talk about the sort of summer of love. How summer comes around and everyone's looking for love and they're looking for partnerships. It's like the beginning, end of spring, beginning of summer. Everyone wants to find some type of happiness. Well, one of the clients that I've been working with for, for the past month uh, actively came to me because like, you keep mentioning the summer of love. I refuse to not participate this year in the summer of love. She said that they, they, she had gone several years without having a solid relationship. And she's like, I ref keep hearing about the summer of love. I keep hearing about the summer of love because I listen to the radio show. Uh, and I'm not going to let 2023 pass me by without finding good, solid love in my life. So it was definitely a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in that instance. Uh, but I've been working with this client, and uh, they just emailed me on Monday that they had a date set up on Friday. So I'm looking after we did some, some love uncrossing work, and then we did some bewitching work to really draw in love via dating apps. Uh, and and to get this person finally on their first date in three years, they were supposed to have gone out wow. on Friday. So I'm, I'm the good news is we got a date. That's the good news. Uh, but now I'm waiting for the update. So I'm I'm hoping to hear back to see what happened on their first date. So fingers crossed, it all went very very well. But it was great. We did love uncrossing work, bewitching work, and then I did a little bit of coaching on, on how to enchant a person when you're on an actual date. So let's see how it turned out, but I'm very happy to hear of, of a first date in almost three years for this. Oh, person. that's great. That, that, that's been very happy news. And it, it's yeah. interesting because that's exactly the day before Venus went retrograde. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those like, Venus is doing her thing, and this person is doing their dating thing, and we'll see how it all turns out. Well, that's that's really good news when you can really make a change for somebody like that. I mm -hmm. have one news from a client of mine. Um, her her dog is about to celebrate. It's well, her. It's a her dog, female dog. Her dog is about to celebrate her fourteenth birthday, and oh, wow. I have been reading for this woman. And this dog, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And 
um, I first read for the dog when she was a puppy. And um, I wish her all the best on her first birthday. Happy birthday, Annie. And they're going to have a unicorn-themed birthday party. Every year the oh, dog gets precious. a birthday party that's, that's you know, real has a theme and other dogs are invited. And very and well-loved very dog, a very cute dog, too, by the way. So happy birthday, Annie, and many happy returns of the day. Um, we're waiting for your 15th. We're going to, when you're, <laughs> it's like, we got them all planned out. Um, how, she's a small dog. They live long, so it's a, it's a great outlook for this dog. So that's my news from Client World. Um, so... Uh, we have a guest who is more than a guest. We have a guest who has been an announcer on this show, been mm-hmm. a co-host, been pretty much done everything. So welcome back to the show. We love you so much, Papa Newt. Welcome Thank back. You. Welcome. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's been a while. It's been a little while, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. I think the last time I was on was 11-21 of 21. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Well, um, we miss your beautifully modulated voice. Um, I sometimes try to figure out what it is about Benut's voice. And it's melodic modulation. Would you say that might be true, uh, Contraband? Do you think he has a melodically modulated voice? I'm, I'm not sure how you define that, but I think he has a very lovely voice. The golden lovely. voice of Papa Newt. The, gold, the golden voice of Papa Newt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, by melodically modulated, I mean if you took and, you know, ran a, you know, electronic, you know, readout on his voice, I think you would see that it, it rises and falls and um, in beautifully clear tones. Uh, like he's, okay. um, Papa Newt could be a singer. I'm fascinated mm. by your voice, Papa Newt. It just every time <laughs> I speak to you, even when I speak to him on the tech team, I go, oh, my God, it's Papa Newt, the golden voice of Papa Newt. All <laughs> right. Well, enough enough putting you in the spotlight and making you embarrassed and squirm. But you do have a beautiful voice. Um, Thank you. <laughs> well said. Um, so, Papa Newt. Tell us first, how are things going with you? I know you've been reading a lot. I see the little notices on social media. Tell us mm-hmm. about that, and then we'll do a deep dive into the topic for the day. Certainly. Uh, yeah, I am reading at a total of four locations here in Omaha, um, and just staying busy with client work. I'm also um, – I, I got myself a little <laughs> – I have to show you a picture sometime, but it's a, it's a little make card that I can open it up. It brings out these trays. It has these drawers. So when I go reading now, I'm going to have stock of different herbs and different mixtures and oils, and it's just a little root workstation on the go. I can help people uh, wherever I'm at. That was such a uh, – you don't know where I went down that path. I have a little makeup card now, and I'm like, what? What? It's originally a makeup cart, but I'll have to show you pictures. It it opens up. It has trays that comes out. It has drawers. And I'm like, this is is perfect for just on-the-go reading and root work help. That's like like those um, 
those uh, doctor's cases that you know that um, I used to make, where you'd open up it would be like a doctor's satchel, and you'd open it up and it would be you know little bath crystals, a little herbs, a little this and that, and we had them. We sold them in the shop. I think I still have one left that has not been sold. Um, they're fun to make, and um, you know they they come with different like they can be for different topics, like one for gambling or one for mm-hmm. love or one for money or one for just general cleansing um we used to make them in um well they are little makeup cases those are little square 1940s makeup cases with the little trays that come out but of course Mm -hmm. now modern makeup cases are even more uh, better you know they have more room and more stuff in them i'd love to see a picture of that oh i will and it's going to be easy for me to to will it along wherever i'm going especially when i'm downtown since i have to park a few blocks away from where i read but um Mm -hmm. it's just it's wonderful (laughs) so when you do this i'm just going to ask because you know i want to get that full client experience here so would these be things you would be selling giving away giving a sample of How, how would you do it a lot of a lot of it just because you know I thought about um, uh, you know because I don't want it too heavy um, and I don't want it you know too light, so I am putting mm. like little little dram vials um, mm-hmm. in because that would be a mm. lot easier um, with just basic information. Um, I'll I have with little little business cards in there with of course what it is and then a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, to they can go to my site, um, and also different uh, uh, ones will have information for where they can go to. Like, okay, this is the basic process of what to do. Mm-hmm. A little wow. bit pre-read out instructions, and that is that is really cool. That just sounds absolutely wonderful. You could take it on the go, and, and a dram file means you can you know you're not having to sell the person a big bottle of oil. And um, that's a that's very very nice. Um, that's cool. And business cards, you know your business. Oh yeah. Been, yeah it's been good fun. for you. <laughs> All right. Well, our topic today, which you brought to us, is mm-hmm. clients with hardships. Now, you were part of a panel that we did um, at one of the Hoodoo Heritage Festivals called Overcoming Hardships. And at the panel, we identified several types of hardships, um, physical hardships, uh, emotional hardships, um, interpersonal hardships, financial hardships. And there was one panelist pretty much for everything that we identified, mental yeah. hardships. There was a bunch of them. And if, if first of all, before we get into what we're doing today, if any of you want to see that video of that workshop, you can go to hoodooworkshops.com and just uh, search for the panel called Overcoming Hardships. You'll get an hour's worth of uh, material, and mm-hmm. uh, you'll also get a printable PDF flyer, and or you can read it online. And it's the download is for you, and it's in perpetuity. It's not going to go away, so you have access to it. That is kind of a good place to go if you this topic is of importance to you. Now, Papa Newt, you've taken this a step further. This is clients with hardships. So the first workshop, which you kind of were part of and organizationally fundamental to that workshop, was about the 
practitioner dealing with hardships, maybe for a client, Mm -hmm. maybe for themselves. But now we're taking a step around that, and this is aimed at people who are professional practitioners, how to deal with clients with hardships. And I'm going to say this one more time. I've probably said it 10, 15, 20 times already. We have found that in the history of this show, when we first started going on the air, it was a lot of what we would call clients, a lot of new practitioners, a lot of interested bystanders listened. But as time has gone on, this show has become a gathering place for professionals, practitioners, and those who want to become professionals. So the shows have become kind of up their game a little bit. And this is, if you're a complete newbie, you've got to take a step back from this topic, clients with hardships, and think about and as if, if I were a reader and root worker, this is what I would see, or present with my hardship to a reader and root worker, this is what I would expect them to do if they were good and competent. So it's so an interesting topic, a little off the beaten path. All right. Having said that, I'm going to turn this over to you, Papa Newt, and you tell me what you have to say. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I mean, it, it's with a lot of us that have gone through the hardship of the last couple of years, um, there are still those who are struggling. Um, and I would get information from people where they've gone to a reader, and sometimes it was a bit um, not 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 the best way. And that's why I wanted to bring up this discussion for especially those who listen to the show that can and that are getting into this, or even if they are working with clients, to get some ideas, some concepts to better assist your your clients. And one of the biggest things I, I do want to make sure that the people that are getting started is listen to what your client says, but don't in like don't embrace, don't take on what what your client is going through because if you start to get in and really put on the the um the clothing of their despair or the challenges that they have i feel that that is something that will start to hinder your clarity or you start to get into a way of of um keeping in the current cycle as some clients their 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 mind is going back to the problem at hand and in their mind there it's just a repeat a repeat a repeat they're not seeing any opportunities and this is even a challenge when you start to give them advice and things to do to help them if we still keep that cycle going and going and going it's not going to really help impact the work that they do so they can have an effective outcome with the both the practical and also the spiritual that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is this is amazingly good advice. Advice number one: Do not take on their problems. Mm. If you're a professional, we've all done it. Especially if yeah. the hardship that they have echoes one that we have. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. simple for me, for instance. If someone says, I have an abusive husband and he's cheating on me and um, I'm afraid he's going to bankrupt the company that we own together and I'm terrified that I'll end up homeless. I'll go, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. 
Um, don't do it. I mean, I do. I always say, yeah, I, I get it. I've, I've been in a similar situation. But step number one is don't go down the road of comparing victimhood with the client. And that is in terms of social conversation. You can say, yeah, I've lived through a similar circumstance. If they ask you what was it like, then you can say something. But remember, you're not here to be oversharing. You're here to be someone who hears them. And it may be that that's why they sought you out. They may have found out about that you had some hardship. Let's say your hardship had to do with a um, oh, a physical thing. Or maybe you had uh, suffered a loss in your life and they're suffered a loss in their life and they seek you out for that. But don't go down that rabbit hole of sharing negative stories with them. Unless they ask, in which case they might be asking, how did you get out of it? And you can say, you know, what you did. But remember, they come to you for counseling, not for a mutual grievance session, not for a mutual crying Mm. session. You have to remain the professional. Now, one of the things that I've noticed in social services, many people who work in social services, whether they are therapists or caseworkers, come from a ground where they suffered the exact thing that they are now seeking to address among their clients. And this is this is normal and natural. When you feel like, I've been able to make some progress in dealing with this trauma, whatever it may be, as I said, it could be health, it could be mental illness, it could be uh, abuse, it could be financial loss, anything. When you've made some progress, one of the things a compassionate person does is say, I could share some strategies. Maybe I learned some from a caseworker, from a root worker, from a medical doctor. Maybe I learned some strategies and I can share them. And that lures you into the idea of becoming a member of a helping and healing profession. So there is an old term for this, the wounded healer. It doesn't mean that you have to be wounded to be a healer, Mm. but it does express the idea that many healers came through woundedness. Not all, not all of them. There are some who are just blissfully happy. Um, I tell clients of a certain age, and I mean those who are past their first Saturn return, don't go to one of those young boy or young girl talented readers like I was when I was young, they won't understand until they've had some lived life experience. Now, some people get experience very young, and some people are still dealing with it all their lives. Not everybody is on the same. It's not an ascensionist program where we all get better until we die happy. But um, a reader who is your age or a little older, mm-hmm. because the chances of them having gone through hardship is better for me to go to a, oh, I'm not going to call out any age number, but to go to a very young reader who has never suffered the loss of a child, who's never suffered physical abuse, never suffered sexual abuse, never suffered financial insecurity and food insecurity, has never had a medical crisis and ended up in a hospital, what are they going to be able to tell me about those things, right? It would be very... I mean, they might be dealing from an as-if point of view, having watched a movie or something, but they're not going to be able to say that they understand it. 
So mm-hmm. that's one advice to the client. That carries an additional advice to the reader. Don't take on cases that you cannot understand. Mm-hmm. And that's my final word on that. Let's turn this over to Conjurman and see what he has. Yeah, I think um, the the approach of, of what I call non-involved empathy, that is you're <gasps> empathetic with the person, mm-hmm. but you don't get entangled in their their crises. Uh, it's incredibly important as a as a professional, uh, and whether you're a therapist or whether you're a social worker or whether you're a root worker, it's incredibly important because you need to have the empathy for them. You need to feel what they feel, understand what they are going through, and be there for them. But you cannot get entangled in it because you cannot then you get you're unable to provide them the services that they need. You end up being in the muck with them, and so it isn't. Mm-hmm. can also be very self-serving, right? Like, oh, I feel you there. Let me tell you about my struggles. And there could be, right. there's a place for that. There's a place for that, but it's important for us to ha- to not entangle ourselves so that we can offer the help, right? Um, the other thing that I recommend for people who have hardships, and this is, this is incredibly important, is to look at the severity of the hardships as a professional, and then determine and do a reading to determine if those hardships are a result of magical work, if they're a result mm-hmm. of something else, because that will determine what type of root work you're going to provide for them. If a client is dealing with a significant amount of hardship, or is that a result of them being under cross conditions for like five years, that's going to mm-hmm. shape the way that you are going to help them. On the other hand, is this a hardship that they've only been dealing with a few months and it is a financial hardship that's a result of some mistake they made, for example? Being able to determine and diagnose where the hardship originates from is going to shape your approach to it, the type of work that you're going to do, the service that you provide, the care that you provide for that individual. So diagnostic ability is really important. And we often focus on the future, right? That's what we're fortune telling us, right? What, mm-hmm. Will I get back together with that person? Will I get that job? We get a lot of the wills question, right? Will, will, will. Will this thing happen in the future? But when a client comes to you and they're dealing with something incredibly difficult, it is as equally important for you to diagnose it. Just know mm-hmm. where it came from. Not just look to the future, but look to the past, look to the roots, and see where this thing is coming from, because that will then shape the work that you do for that. That's that's really good yeah. advice. I'm gonna um, before turning this back over to Papa Newt, I'm gonna address something that Aya Asha Aya thirteen said. She said, "That's why you cleanse yourself before you do anything, right?" A- good thing I've heard is you can do a separate candle for yourself, a white candle, cleansed but holding space for your client as you do work for them. Also do divination before and after the work. That's what I think. Well, I uh, actually, I don't cleanse myself before I do anything um, other than with water um, and and a little bit of uh, Van Van oil. I don't light a separate candle for myself to hold space. To me, if a, if a problem a client has a problem so great that it triggers a problem I've had, 
I will pass that client on to another person because it shows me I haven't yet overcome that problem. But I do use Van Van oil and um, and water to cleanse before undertaking such work. Mm-hmm. And then I have said um, about young people, because I said you should be with someone maybe your age or older who's gone through what you've gone through. And I, maybe I didn't make it clear enough because she said young people are going through horrendous things. Yes. Mm-hmm. However you want someone who has overcome these things. Yes. So if I didn't state that clearly, that's what I was trying to say. It's not about age but about experience that is parallel to yours. And I'm going to give two examples. Somebody, and we've had this happen, we've even discussed it on this show a number of years ago. Somebody was a woman, um, had a baby who died um, very young, and she then had a second baby on the advice of everyone in the family and her doctor, and she couldn't bond with that second baby. (laughs) She went to a a gay male root worker who'd never had a child and had no intention of ever having a child. And he diagnosed it as that um, the first baby was angry and was cursing her, the dead baby. Um, She flipped out. She became suicidal. I ended up dealing with her. I did a reading, and that was not the case. I don't know why he, that reader, went so far off. But I had a, um, a child who died, and I also wondered if I would bond with my second child. However, I was able to bond with my second child. So I knew what I had done, and I worked out a, a small ritual for her to bond with the second child because she felt disloyal to the first child who wouldn't, the second child wouldn't have been born in that time frame had the first child not died. And I said, you know, you you keep your loyalty to your first child, but you do you will bond with your second. So we went through that hardship together. Um, I gave her advice based on my own life because she asked for it. But what I learned was that the person who gave the advice to her was inappropriate on several accounts. Number one, he was younger. Number two, he had never had a child. Number three, he had no intention of ever having a child. Number four, he'd never lost a child to death. And so that actually ended up hurting her spiritually until we got it straightened out. And as I said, no no offense to the root worker who did that. I'm sure he meant well, but he was way off the mark. We bring our experience to things. And so it's not so much about age, but about experience. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, And so um, let's go turn this over again to Papa Newt. Okay, your turn. It's, I mean, and that's kind of going with the thing I was next I was going to talk about is knowing your limitations. Um, and and honestly, it goes with the experience thing, as you were talking about, Ms. Kat, but it is also important that you address that front. I, I, since I read at different locations, I never know who I'm going to get, the, you know, the stories they're bringing me, the, the, the problems they're having. And there are times where... You know, I get people that are, are mothers, and it's a situation that would be better for a mother, and, and I have to be upfront. It's like, you know, I, I jokingly with, like, some of my, my coworkers at the next millennium, I jokingly say, I'm an honorary female, you know, whatever, because mm-hmm. I can get along with them. But 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still male. I'm never going to have the experience of of womanhood and and motherhood and stuff. And I have to be upfront and let them know this. And I'd be like, here's another reader who who will be here this day. That might be better. And if they still want a reading, I'll tell them. But I'm upfront with that. But also, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that we do have to know with our limitations, unless you have skills of 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 dealing with people and helping with people with their problems that are like say if you've gone through like um work like a, a trauma line or 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 you have some skills in 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 um in therapy okay utilize those but know your limits there i have been getting uh, uh at least a few feedback at least in my area where it's kind of getting a little bit into a psychological aspect that is not should not be really touched because you're not a professional um mm-hmm. these are just things that you you, you got to be very mindful because there are people they, they they they're either scared of of getting that type of help for whatever reason mm-hmm. um you know, they're, they are seeking help or they do have something wrong. And it's a lot easier to say, no, it's this spirit outside. It's this spirit over here. And it's not focusing on the problem that, yes, there is this physical ailment that it, that needs to be addressed. It's okay, but there are people that want to engage that. And again, reading, divining, noticing that and know your limitations. That's a, what you said is, is absolutely true. There are so many people where either the client or another reader implicated a spirit, and it wasn't a spirit. And um, I'm not trying to put down other readers. It sounds like I'm really no. down on other readers. I'm not. Um, but I have seen it happen mm-hmm. where um, it, it, it would, the person had diabetes, right? Or they had they had a, a heart disease or something, and you 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 you're left with them saying, well, yeah, there's this demon, and I'm like, no, actually, I want you to go get your blood sugar tested, you know, and then mm-hmm. you become the unmagical reader. Oh, that wasn't very magical. You just told me to, you know that I might have diabetes. Well. That is magical. It is magical to be able to diagnose diabetes from a tarot deck. Come on, guys. I can diagnose diabetes from a tarot deck. That's pretty freaking hot, okay? But they go, well, but you're diagnosing a mundane complaint. Well, that's because the client may have been um, prepped by other readers to believe that everything is caused by curses, demonic spirits, ancestral curses, these things, that those are the only causes of distress in human life. That is not true. There are many other causes of distress in human life. You are in a car accident. Your ankle is crushed. You still feel pain. You feel wobbly. Your proprioceptive senses are out of whack. You want to know, how do I bring my ankle back into line with me? Well, of course, I will give you some ideas of self-hypnosis. I will give you some prayers to uh, Raphael, the healing angel. And I'll also say, could you just go get an x-ray and see where we're at? Because many problems have multiple causes and there are multiple solutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. One of the, along those lines, one of the ways that you could do that and, and and Papa Nunch says, being aware of your limitations, is to break down the situation into smaller uh, components. 
say, what is needed? So if a person comes to you in distress and they've got these difficulties, break down what they need. Okay, they're going to need uh, root work that will cleanse. They're going to need root work that draws them in money. They're going to need uh, somewhere somewhere safe to stay. They're going to need emotional help. Break down all the needs. And then identify the ones that you can help while also referencing them to people who can help them with those other things. Let's say you are dealing with a client that has dealt with long-term health issues that has brought them significant hardships in their life. You mentioned, for example, Ms. Kat, that a person might have diabetes, and you've diagnosed it from there. But root work isn't going to treat diabetes, right? It can help, but that's not going to, it's not going to treat it. You need to send them to the doctor. That's what you just did, right? You very accurately mm-hmm. said, all right, I'm going to break this down. I can help you with this other stuff. I can help you make sure that uh, you or develop a good regimen. I can develop some work that you can do for yourself. I can even help so that your work as situation works around your health issues, your diabetes. I can even work with Dr. Hernandez to bring in the best, best health professionals for you. All of those things I can do. But I can't make you take your insulin. I can't make you. <laughs> okay. I can't. I can't. I can't get you the right um, blood sugar test. That's your doctor, right? So you need to be able to, as a professional, recognize where the limits of your professional are, what you can help, and what you can't help. Uh, where you can't help, break them down. Being able to look at the situation not as just one event, but having multiple parts, and where you are going to help. Which part is going to be incredibly important? Well, referencing others. Okay, this part I can help with, but you also need a mental health professional. So I want you to mm-hmm. recommend, I want you to go work with a psychologist while I work over here. That is incredibly important to help navigate through their hardships. I, I, can I just step in on, on one, two things now? Because I was going to do one, and now the second one has come up. <laughs> And if you have diabetes, I can help you design spells that do not involve sugar or honey. Yes, right. Um, I mean, we can get you there. If you have allergies, we can get you herbs that you're not allergic to. We can make substitutions. We can make spells that are like that. And if you have mental health problems, I will design spells that don't involve calling in spirits of any kind if the client has um, bipolar, schizoaffective, or schizophrenic disorder because they have trouble with spirits. There's too many spirits. The spirits can be upsetting. Is it the mental illness? Is it a real spirit? What is it? So I say, for those clients, I won't use spirits at all. Just not even at all. We won't be doing that. We'll be doing things that are very grounded with talismans, with herbs, because I don't want to risk them calling on a spirit and then having everything go sideways when they mistake that spirit for another spirit because they're schizophrenic or when they actually start drawing in demons because they're schizophrenic, right? <laughs> so there are there are ways to deal with clients based on what they can do. Another example is if a client cannot walk, for whatever reason, I don't say you must go up the Spanish steps, you know, saying the prayer to Saint so and so every step of the way. You don't do that, right? You you come to um, what they can do. If they live in a place where they say I'm 
uh, in an assisted living home and I am not allowed to burn candles, let's work out some non-candle spells. The hardships that people have can be addressed spiritually, but you do need to modify what you're doing sometimes for mm-hmm. that person. And this is where, you know, taking the time of even just getting back to the basics, um, you know, be it looking at the tradition of voodoo, why things were done a certain way, because there were such limitations for the people of this tradition, um, and mm-hmm. even paying attention to the, the the way the world around you is working, the influences, the energies, you know, the natural timing of things, just because it was presented this way, look at how else it can be tapped into, utilized, because that's what's important, you know, is to be able to work with these things. Um, a painter can can do amazing things with just a single br- a single hair brush or a few hair brush, you know, if they know mm-hmm. the tools, <laughs> know the theories, know the ways to apply it. Yeah. So <clears throat> this brings up another question. Um, a lot of readers feel that part of reading is a contest between them and the client, that they will be ranked more highly if they ask fewer questions and get the right answers. So to ask a client, for instance, do you have a medical condition that prevents you having certain herbs because of allergies or whatever, there are many readers who want to be the all-knowing Oz and they don't um, they don't want to ask those questions. Do you have mobility issues? Do you have diabetes? Do you have a heart condition? My feeling is those are mostly more inexperienced readers or, and I'm going to throw out a, a bad word here, they're narcissistic readers. These narcissistic readers want to be the great and all-knowing Oz and they don't want to be someone who has to consult with the client because, hey, if you're a reader, you should know exactly what that client's position is. But let's say you've been reading on the client's financial position and you begin to think Looks like Catherine's dropped off. Go ahead and continue and I'll bring her back on. Yeah, I think we just lost Ms. Kat. I was going to mention, uh, as we're as we're kind of heading here into uh, slowly towards the end of the panel, uh, some of the products and things that I think are especially geared towards things like hardship. Van Van. Van Van is like my go-to product as not just as a as an oil, but a powder and scent for empowerment, for turning bad luck to good. It also is one of those oils and products that has a psychological component to it. Not all oils and hoodoo products and conditions do, but Van Van has an uplifting quality. If someone is dealing with something difficult, just smelling Van Van can have an effect. So I tell people Van Van is like one of the best products to get. If you're going through anything difficult, romance problems, money problems, health problems, Make sure you've got Van Van on hand. It cleanses, it, it empowers, it turns bad luck into good, and it uplifts the spirit. It's one of my, my absolute go-tos in regards to that. Oh, gosh, yes. It's, it's, it is mine, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it works fantastically. 
Yeah. And like yeah. if you and if you put a couple of drops in a in a spray bottle and just spray it around a room, you'll immediately feel a shift. This the energy and atmosphere of the room will absolutely shift just from that alone. And that's sometimes a really good first uh step. Like before you do anything else is get them a little bit of Van Van product that they can start working with right off the bat, whatever the situation is, right? And that Van Van right. will help to start getting the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. And then you Especially can do if they're going through hardships, you know, sometimes there's mm-hmm. space, uh, be it there's physical squalor because of depression or whatnot, or, mm-hmm. or they're in a place that is just um, maybe people that are uh, taught, you know, getting them in the, the space of mind, you know, just to utilize that, to prepare the space, to uplift right. the, the atmosphere uh, is ideal. I think we've heard yeah. the cat come back there. I, yeah. I came back, I came back in again. But this is the second week in a row that happened. Um, so whatever. Um, but Van Van is really the the best change oil. It really just changes yeah. things for the better. It changes situations. Yeah. It doesn't blow them apart like Blockbuster. It doesn't um, reverse them like reversing. It doesn't um, open roads like Road Opener. It's no. just like, here you go. Everything's cleaned up. Let's start with a nice, fresh, beautiful blank slate. Um, yeah. And of course, Chinese wash is the mm-hmm. uh, detergent form of Van Van and also can be used. <laughs> and you said something interesting too, which is people living in squalor um, mm-hmm. due to depression. That's another thing that old time root workers used to do. They would come over and do a house cleaning for you. Yeah. And yeah. when you do a house cleaning for somebody, you begin to realize where they are at on the the great chain of mental health from mm-hmm. poor to very good. And that's a, an interesting thing. Again, what I was saying before was don't be afraid to ask questions as a reader. Try to yeah. find out, you know, we often, when dealing with people who are in bad love situations, I've often had to train um, young readers to tell them, don't be afraid to ask, are you physically safe? It's not yeah. up to you as the psychic to go, oh, I get that you're not physically safe. You want to get them to open up a little bit about it because talking about it is a good uh, start for them to get the social and uh, help they need. And when it's mental illness, such as depression, talking about it is a good way to open them up the mental health help they need. But very unlikely that their psych doc will come over and help them clean house. Not every root worker will, but it is a tradition, a custom. And there are many root doctors of the past who are also hairdressers and mm-hmm. seamstresses. And that is a way to create happiness and um, uplift on a physical sense. If you're braiding someone's hair or sewing them a new dress and giving them root work, uh, spiritual help, you're actually lifting them up out of a lesser mm-hmm. situation, whether it's physical, financial, emotional, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so these are things that we must never forget that root workers generally are not just um, magic wand Harry Potter people. <laughs> root workers right. actually deal with the physical world. Right, right. I want to mention a couple other products here, too. Like Van Van is fantastic. Uh, Crucible of Courage is another one mm-hmm. that has been used 
frequently for dealing with things like hardship. John the Conqueror. Uh, we often mm-hmm. think of John the Conqueror as just sort of a luck thing. Oh, it, it helps out with luck. Mm-hmm. No, it's, an, it's incredibly, incredibly useful when someone is going through really difficult times for them to overcome it. In fact, there are some theories that before Blockbuster was a formula that people used John the Conqueror in a similar fashion to kind of mm-hmm. break through things because it has the word conquer in it that it would grant you victory and conquest in whatever you're doing. And then one really old-timey formula that doesn't get enough credit, run, devil, run. The idea yeah. was that sometimes your hardships are a product of the devils in your life, so run, devil, run will drive them out of your life and therefore drive the hardships out of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add one James four seven. Use that with it. Sorry. Say that again, <laughs> James. Go-to. James four seven. Submit yourself upon okay. God, and the devil will flee from you. That's just one okay. of those run, devil, run verses. Clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, as one, some people, you know, they go kind of, why do I need clarity? Well, remember I was talking with Aya in the chat there about, do I do a white candle for holding space? Not usually, but I will sometimes burn a white clarity candle for a client who is recycling trauma where there, you know, we talked for an hour and we ended up at the same place two or three times during that one hour. So whatever the problem was, it it keeps uh, coming back. It's recrudescent. I then will advise them to seek a clarity candle or clarity oil, and I might burn a little white emergency light or tea light for them with clarity oil, hoping that the next time they come to me that they can stay focused on improvement. Now, there's one other thing we have to remember, which is that some clients are pathological clients. And I'm not trying to put anyone down, but we all of us who are professionals know what a pathological client is. And these are sometimes called um, reader shoppers or root work shoppers. They go from person to person and say that no one can cure them. Mm-hmm. And that that is something that as a reader and root worker, we have to be aware of. They don't want an improvement. They want to confound you with the insoluble problem that they are, that their life is. And when you start to see see some improvements, they ghost you and they go to another reader. Mm -hmm. And so another, when dealing with clients with hardships of long standing, I don't mean someone who just got hit by a car and they're trying to deal with the fact that their foot doesn't work anymore. I'm talking about someone who is a a, a reading shopper, a root work shopper. Don't be afraid to ask, have you ever had a reading before? Have you ever gone to a root worker before? You'll hear people say, no, no, I haven't. Or you'll hear them say, oh, yes, I have. Or you'll sometimes hear this very odd intonation. Oh, yes, many times. That's a red flag for the reader because that's saying this person is really wanting to be the star of their own movie, of their own life as the person whose problems are so bad that no one can fix them. It's the spiritual equivalent of a hypochondriac. They are spiritual hypochondriacs. 
And so this is not to say that all the people with long-standing problems are like that, but it's something that is a rule worker. If you take on hardship clients, you want to be aware of that. Yes, and just because the person presented might present to be a difficult client just because, you know, there are some that just because this might be challenging for you does not automatically mean that they are this way, like they are shopping and stuff. So you do need to be careful of that, too, uh, just to shut it down. But if it is presented where there are problems, and I'll, I'll tell you, it may be last month I, I did have a client like Don and me. It's like, oh, my God. They said they weren't reading with anybody or working with anybody, and then I start to realize, no, they're working with this this reader I know in, in South Omaha. And so I contacted them. It's like, hey, and I learned some problems that that um, came up because of this person and even showing up at this reader's uh, daughter's home and it just all this great. I was like, nope, not dealing with that. So no, mm. no yeah. limitations there. <laughs> That's, that is, yeah. And, and um, this is, uh, Shiva noted, pigeonholing can be problematic. Yes, but mm-hmm. one of the jobs we are doing is sorting, as in Harry Potter, the sorting hat. We are sorting all the time. Is this person someone I can help with teas and baths? Is this someone who I can burn candles for? They should burn candles for themselves. Is this someone who should carry a mojo? We're always sorting. And part of that sorting is, can this person be helped at all? And sometimes our pride gets in the way. I can cure anything. No, you may not be able to. And that's a very important question to ask yourself. Why are you a reader? Um, You must have some ego or you wouldn't take on the job of helping people, right? Because it Mm -hmm. says that you believe yourself to be slightly, you know, more well-versed at solving problems than the average person. But um, you can pass them along to someone better suited or you can say, like Papa Newt said, I don't think I'm going to be serving you. And and um, we have a, a, a group in AIR. In fact, it's every member of AIR belongs to it. It's called the Pro Bono Fund. We do free root work for people who are financially in hardship. And it's very interesting what Papa Newt said. When a person applies to the Pro Bono Fund, one of the first things we all do is look to see if anyone else is serving them. And one thing we find is there are what I call professional pro bono fund people. They apply over and over again, sometimes under different names. So it's just something to be aware of. Always check around with your friends in the neighborhood. Are they seeing this client as well? Okay. Wow. Well, I'm sorry I ran over there a little bit, but that was important to get finished. And thank you, Papa Newt. This was a great and I hope it it really is an important topic. We might do another show on keeping ourselves spiritually clean when dealing with troubled clients. That's a very important topic too. Um, All right. Well, we're going to turn this over to uh, uh, Reverend James, and he's going to. Bring us our client. Thank you, Ms. Kat. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, 
The first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to today's client, which is being brought to us by our colleague, J.D. Our client is Sean from Austin, Texas. And J.D., are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, and Sean writes, I am a married I am married to a man and it is not working out due to infidelity on his end. We are getting divorced. I am fine with that. However, what is the new love prospects for me and or is there anything I should do to help find a new meaningful relationship? Uh and he has not had any readings about this question and he is listening while he is at work. Miss Cat? Oh. Well, first of all, hi, J.D. That was really cool. Hey, how are you, Ms. Kat? And Kyderman and that's, that's really great. I love the way you brought us a client. That is so fine. I, that's a great way to work. All right. I'm going to um, pass this one along to Conjuran. So, Sean is married to a man. Do you know, J.D., what sign of the zodiac Sean is? Yeah, he's a Virgo. Ah, he's a Virgo, says J.D., right there in the <laughs> chat. Okay, great. And do you know um, the the divorce? He says he's fine with that. And how long were they together? Do you know any idea of that? About a year. Oh, okay. So, that was a brief marriage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, I'm going to turn this over to Conjurman. Thanks for that. Hello, J.D. Hope you're doing well. Um, do you know roughly how old your, this client is? Yeah. Uh, he is 51. Oh, 50. Sorry, 50. I'm 51 in September. Okay. So I, I've pulled a few cards here just to take a look at it. Just uh, um, as a heads up. Venus is retrograde now, uh, and it's going to be retrograde for about 40 days. Uh, so just that's always going to be mindful, particularly in regards to anything when it comes to relationships. Any attempt to start a new relationship during those 40 days may be delayed, may uh, come to false starts, and may uh, end up being really short-term. So just all of that, be mindful for the next 40 days. Really stand up. Uh, the question really is, after, let's say, those 40 days of Venus uh, retrograde, is what is the possibility of long-term love look like? Uh, after the divorce, is there a chance for um, something substantial to come their way? First, the very first card we have is the Five of Wands. And despite saying that they are fine with the divorce, uh, and perhaps indicating that this would be a no contest, no issue divorce, uh, or even perhaps amicable to some extent, or as amicable, amicable as it can be when there is infidelity involved, the Five of Wands indicates that there's actually going to be more conflict here than, than they're prepared for or aware of. So they should be mindful of that. Here we have five individuals with that, and they are fighting on equal terms. Usually the staffs do indicate some type of legal component here. So I'd be mindful that there may be some either delays when it comes to the divorce or some contestation of divorce or things that come up 
in the process of the divorce that will be more contentious. As a result of that, that is going to take up some of their energy. That is going to cause them some difficulty. But once they navigate that, there is a chance of things improving. The next is the Six of Swords. And the Six of Swords sort of transitions it out of that period of contest. Here we see an individual ferrying two refugees across the waters on a boat. Uh, and there are six swords that are stabbed in the boat before them, indicating that they are leaving their troubles behind, but the process of leaving their troubles behind is still painful. It is a process that is going to require some navigation. And since they have you as a, uh, as a root worker and as a guide, you can act as a ferry person here, as a person who can ferry them through this difficult time acting as a guide, acting as a source of comfort to help them through. It is not an easy process. It's actually going to last a little bit longer than was uh, hoped for uh, or even expected, probably because of that element that there is going to be some contest in the divorce. So this may last a little bit longer. I do not foresee a very a quick turnaround when it comes to a new relationship that will be long-lasting. In fact, it may be very likely that they feel alone for a good stretch of time. And that's an important moment for them to reach out to friends, reach out to allies. Here, this refugee has a child with them, indicating that there is somebody there. You're not alone, but somebody who is experience something similar will be useful in addition to the spiritual guide guidance that you can provide them that the root worker can provide them in this instance so having a guide having someone also immediately present to guide them through this or to you know walk step by step with them is going to be incredibly important so even if a relationship isn't in the immediate future friendships alliances family, this is all going to be important to help them navigate that difficulties. I get a sense that this is probably going to last longer than half a year, so probably a little bit longer than they expected. The good news is that there will be a new relationship that will appear in their life. It's not a matter of them being alone for the rest of their life, but that they must be very discerning. The next card that we have is the Nine of Wands, a person who's finally made through the difficulties and they're now finally able to rest. They're going to need to mind their mental and emotional health. This person has a bandage. So any sort of therapy work, they should be very careful about that. There may be someone who comes forward a little bit sooner, but they should be discerning and mindful of the person that comes quickly and fast and immediately into their life is not necessarily the person that will last longest nor has the best intention. There's a second person that will come much later and much slower, and that person does have the potential for a long-term relationship. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to do your next reading. All right. Thank you so much, Conjurban. Well, I put down a total of, of uh, five cards, and I had a sixth one come out, which we'll get to. But the very first one does show the tower, which um, is is the two people falling out. What was built that year is now starting to crumble. Uh, I do have the five of swords as the next card, and, and I read with the Tarot de Marseille, and here these pip cards are more like playing cards in a sense, where here we have four swords that are inter 
interlocking each other, the bit of the struggle, the fighting, the conflict, the uh, the melancholy that will come with the the loss of what was, but also the struggle. And this is going to take a little bit. Um, and I do do believe with what Conjurman had said about uh, the, this will take some time. Um, while the swords can move really fast. They're all interlocked, except for the fifth one, which is starting to break through the the locked uh, the locked source. Um, and here we will start with a new beginning. We do have the Ace of Cups that follows. This is showing a new home, a new beginning, in, in not only relationships, but it is going to take a little bit of time. We do have the the Popes or the High Priestess as next. There may be some additional guidance and assistance that would be ideal in aiding and helping to mend the, the, the heart and uh, mending and letting go of what you have gone through so you can uh, 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 get through and move on to a new beginning. We do have the lover card as the last, uh, well, the second to last card. Now, in the Marseille set, this is not like two people embracing or anything like that. There are three people in the picture. There is a decision that has to be made um, in order to, to, to rise up. Do we, you know, we have the the high priestess, the, the popes here helping and guiding, do we take the work or do we stay within the past? Do we move forward? And we do the work. I had the, the six of cups that was this card that flipped out and I didn't see it until uh, I moved the lovers card. And this does show with the six cups beautifully lined, the path of emotions, the path of love and a more healthy relationship is in your future, we just got to get through these challenges and hit the healing first and foremost. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a very interesting reading. And it, it brings up one of the things I like to always mention, which is the, the Tarot of Marseille is not the same as the Rider Wright Smith deck. And there are differences in the images and um, some are similar, some are not. And the Lovers is probably one of the most uns dissimilar of the two. Um, So I'm going to offer some suggestions for spell work. First of all, we're looking at this time period. I want to thank you both for pointing out that this is not going to be immediate. We're not going to say, hey, I was married and I'm getting a divorce and next month I found the love of my life and we're getting married again. That's not what's going to happen. It's not that you have to pay your dues or that you know God doesn't want you to be happy, but we are entering a bit of a cosmic um, swirl right now with Venus retrograde. And Venus went retrograde yesterday and will be retrograde until September 3rd, 40 days. And I think of this as 40 days in the wilderness. This is a wandering, it's 40 days floating on the ocean. It's it's a time that you're going to be contemplating what you want in love and how to find love. You sure go ahead and date during that 40 days, but don't expect that to work out. It, it it might occupy your time, and it might be you know a good way to uh, feel good about yourself that someone will date you. But during this 40 days, if it were me and I were a Virgo like this person, I might take this time as a time for ritual purification and because Virgos are very good at that. Meditation, Virgos are very good at that. And consideration of what went wrong and what's going to go right in the future. And 
so I'm going to say that I would set up a small altar for Venus, but I would be mindful of the fact that Venus is not, since this is a gay man, it has been my uh, understanding that in talking with clients that um, gay men often on their charts don't have a particularly well-aspected Venus. Some do, but not that many. And so I would do a little bit of strengthening of the Venus element. Venus is love, whether you're gay or straight. And this is about finding and holding love. So get yourself some flowers, uh, potted flowers if you want them to live. Most flowers blooming will not bloom for 40 days. You might need to get several different sets of flowers. If you get cut flowers, don't go for the real expensive roses. They don't last as long. Go for carnations. They last a long time. You have flowers on the altar all through this period of Venus retrograde. Invite Venus and love into you. If Venus, because you're a gay man, and Venus seems too hyper-feminine and you're not into that aspect of romantic or sexual love, think of Venus as just encouraging all forms of love with um, stones that are appropriate to Venus, herbs that are appropriate to Venus. But I want you also to just think about the symbol of a heart. That's the usual idea. Venus rules the heart. If you look at the card of the Empress in the Rider-Waite-Smith Tarot, don't write now for these 40 days that Venus is retrograde, don't ask for a new lover at this time. Ask for the help of the spirit of love. It can be a white dove. It can be a heart. It can be a heart with white wings. There are many symbols of love that can be found that are about um, compatibility love, not so much just about dating. You can go ahead and date. That's another issue. So when you set up this altar, you're going to find images that you like. A white dove is very common. And um, I, I would really emphasize that making this altar is your job for 40 days. And at the altar, you're going to be uh, setting up some um, hope. Now, the Ace of Cups was a card that um, Contraman got. And the Ace of Cups shows a cup with a dove coming down into it. So there's another idea of what you might want to use. I want you to, you know, usually I say, hey, do this root work, do this spell. I want you to really think about love. Now, I could say, yeah, take a love and crossing bath and prepare yourself. No, no, we're not going to do that. you got 40 days in the wilderness here. At the end of those 40 days, call us back. Or as those 40 days are about to end, call us back. I will certainly be glad to prescribe love and crossing and love finding spells. But what I see is that this is a timeout. And that's kind of what, what we have going on here, is the timeout that says um, you cannot do spell work for love at this time, in my opinion. So I'm going to ask uh, Conjurman and Papa Newt, um, what do you think of this? Yeah, I think I really want to emphasize that there's going to be someone that's going to show up uh, that may seem attractive at first, 
there's going to, it's really important to be discerning, especially if you're coming out of a difficult relationship, you're kind of wounded, you're hurt, you're kind of, you're, you're vulnerable. Uh, that first person that shows up isn't going to be ideal. Right. It's actually going to be someone that comes afterwards. And so one thing that you can do in, in your love work uh, is to develop your petition around filtering out the bad. So I always like, whenever I'm doing any type of work around drawing someone to myself or for a client, is I ask clients to write two lists. What is it that they want and the things that they don't want? This is particularly important if you're coming out of religion. Write a list of all the bad attributes your husband had. Infidelity, put it right on the top. You don't want that anymore. But write all the good that was from the relationship and the things that you aspire to. Split the list in two and burn to ash the bad list. Get it away from you. Dispose of it far, far away. And then keep the good list close to you. That way, the person that comes doesn't repeat the mistakes you've already dealt with. Doesn't repeat the hurt, wounding, and betrayal you've already dealt with. Yeah, that's very, very wise. Um, how about you, Papa Newt? Do you have anything to add to this? Just something very simple, uh, and I've just been sitting here thinking. I, I, I've, there was this idea of, of of remorse and letting go, especially with the, with the pain and the loss. And it's and I'm trying to recall where I got the information from, but it's driving me nuts. But it, go if there if you're in an area that has a a, a weeping willow, mm-hmm. go to that tree, especially like on a Saturday would be ideal because of letting go. Even though you know Saturn and Venus don't get along, but you know. Venus is, is doing their thing right now. So spend this time at least in the next uh, three Saturdays. Go to this tree and, and talk to it, speak to it. It's like, I, so-and-so who lives here, I come with my bearing my heart to release this, to release this to you and talk to the tree, get a sense of it. If you get a spill or can do divination, do that. Offer some water. That is the, the emotions, just uh, something to consider. That's a very nice idea. (laughs) And offering water to a weeping willow is very important as climate change has Mm -hmm. made things hotter. Weeping willows need a lot of water. All willows do. And they are planted at places where they used to get water and now they're not getting it. So they would be very grateful for that. That's a really great idea. And willow is um, an analgesic. It it is an ingredient in aspirin. And so it helps ease your pain. But call us back when Venus turns direct and we'll give you all the hot sex spells you need to find new love. All right. Now we're going to, and thank you, J.D., by the way. Um, Now we're going to um, get our network identification tritone schedule and free spell from Papa Newt. L-M-C. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Contraman, Sundays 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays 4 to 
The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain is an indication. Tuesdays, The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt. Tuesdays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. In syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. Take it away, Papa Newt. All right. So this is a bit of a, a blockbuster spell that I, I'm presenting here. And do forgive me, something happened from where I was doing reading to getting back to my office, and I had to rewrite this. So we'll see what we can do. All right. So first, to, before starting this, this spell, we do want to prepare and take a spiritual bath early in the morning, ideally. One cup of black coffee, Epsom salt, and saltpeter into a bucket of water. You know, the usual thing. Get in, call upon divinity, whatever name you give it. God, God, it's the big maybe. Call upon your ancestors, your people to be with you in this process. Taking bits of this diluted mixture and pouring it over you as you pray of releasing, letting go, clearing away any cross conditions, any any problems that that are upon you and washing them away. Now, I always get ahead of myself here. Before you do that, do put an empty container on the bottom of your sh- uh, shower of your tub or, or uh, tub or shower to capture some of the contents of this water that will come off of you. Spend this time spreading down or for brushing yourself down, visualizing the gum coming off of you, taking this time to really cleanse yourself. Get out, air dry, no phones, no texting, no videos, no music, and let this hymnals or, or mantras of cleansing and healing or clearing, but just be focused on this ritual you've just done, the why we're doing it air dry. Once you're dried, take the contents outside. Dispose of the water by tossing it over your left shoulder. This can be towards taking it to a crossroads and doing that. Going to the, le- to the west side of your property or off that property on face uh, with your back towards the west, tossing the water out. Get rid of that content and come back. Now, of course, if you need a little uh, help uh, with looking for disposable ritual remnants, there is luckymojo.com slash layingtricks.html for further advice and guidance on that. But you do want to have a white candle waiting for you, as well as blockbuster incense, a plate, a candle holder, and a fireproof dish. The candle we want to divide up evenly in seven sections, little notches, And then with the small paper, write the situation that you're feeling blocked or write the blockages that you're experiencing on that paper. In the center of the paper, put in a little pile of blockbuster incense and fold the paper away from you. Fold it up in a way so it's a packet. Tie it up with black threads and even tie it uh, with seven knots. Place this uh, plate and candle and fireproof dish in front of you, either on the floor, uh, uh, either a small table, or even uh, uh, a bench or something so you can walk around this. You're going to walk around this 
counterclockwise while reading the destruction of Jericho, which is Joshua 6, verses 1 through 21. You're going to read that whole thing around that, that setup one time and let that candle go down to the very first notch, snuff it out, and repeat for the next five days. On the seventh day, continue as you've done before where you're reading the destruction of Jericho, but you're going to read it seven times on this last day. Once done, you take that packet, light it on fire, and place it into that fireproof dish. Be mindful that incense can spark up, but while this is going on, let your frustrations that is blocking, uh, that has built up all this frustrations and let it out. As they blew the horns and the soldiers yelled to destroy those walls, let it out and yell. Once that candle has finished, gather everything up, all the wax, all the ashes, take it to a cemetery and take it to where there is a trash can or to take it to the cemetery to leave it there so this blockage is done. I hope that was clear. If not, please ask me questions. Whoa. Well, I'm <laughs> mind blown, Papa Newt. Mm-hmm. Wow. What an amazing spell that is. And I love mm. it. I really, really love it. Um, I love the increasing tempo there where at the end you do it seven times. I mean, you got to be seriously committed to breaking down those walls, blockbusting is real strong mental work. Dang, amazing. Is, I will say that I just yeah. found, um, and I'm going to try this when I have to use this or a client needs to use this, I found that there are like little pads of paper with images of like a brick wall on them. Just hmm. that visualization. I'm like, hmm. Well, <laughs> that's, that's very cool. Uh, wow. Um, this is This is a really, really good work. And also, going back to the client, Sean, this may be something that could be adapted to breaking through and that divorce and ending that part of your life. This spell would work for that. It would not draw a new love now. It would open your roads by simply tearing down every obstacle that was around you. So it's a mm-hmm. multi-purpose spell, and it actually could be good for that. Uh, client, um, I'm really hopeful that um, this is going to go into our archives, of course, and I'm really hopeful that people will read this and use it because when you have a long-standing condition, the biggest problem is coming to an end of that condition, and this is about that. This is this is um, really. Fabulous. Thank you, Papa Newt. You're you're just uh, uh, just an amazing root worker. Just mm-hmm. so good. And all the rest of you worrying about Venus retrograde and Leo. Tough times, baby. Tough times. <laughs> wear green. Wear a little bit of copper or brass. You know, put on some green jewelry. Get some cut flowers. Hang on. It'll come back. Venus will come back. It'll be okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll survive, especially us Tauruses and Libras who depend so much on Venus's grace. We just have to hang on. All right. 
I'm wearing a green dress myself right now, truth to tell. All right, well, there's our music, and of course, I almost always do. <laughs> That's nothing. Um, uh, let's get Reverend James in to give our announcements, and then we'll all come back and say goodbye in each and our several ways. <laughs> thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, for, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we will have another fine guest. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from folkconjure.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radioshow.html. From all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here, and I invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Reverend James, and I want to say a special shout-out to Tony I, J.D., Duck Northwest, Hey Maganda, Dr. Sweets, Aya Asha Aya 13, Angela L., and... Um, who knows who else? Oh, Phyllis Margaret Gabor. And um, everybody who's been in the chat, Red Queen and uh, Wickway is up. All y'all in the chat, we love you. Thank you so much for coming out for the shows. Tell your friends. We can stand a few more people than the chat. Well, I, as soon as I get it done with this show, I'm running back to the shop and sorting candles again. If you had a candle burned at MISC and are <laughs> back curious... To the <laughs> Back to the guy. Phone to their shop and say, well, what happened to my candle? And we're trying to straighten it all up. It's a little confusing. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Good night. Good night. Bye.